I am the media masochist. And here I am, once again, taking one on the chin for the team. I'm going to tell you this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And now, introducing your host, me, the guy who eats shit and tells you what it tastes like. Hello and welcome to the Media Masochist. As you heard in the intro, I'm Chris Honeywell. I retired this show seven years ago because I was sick of yelling at media and everybody was yelling at media and I wanted to focus on the positive. But every once in a while, there's a confluence of events or a single event in this case that is just basically the lowest hanging fruit ever for the Media Masochist. I feel this is something that has been building for years and years with me and uh well i could explain a lot of it but i'm not going to doodle diddle around with it because this is a four-hour movie we got plenty of time to talk about it during the movie and uh basically i've split this up into the six chapters of the movie uh, someone told me there are seven chapters if there's a seven chapter then the seven chapters of the movie so this is chapter three so have your have your media ready at the beginning of the chapter. Put it set it right at the very beginning of the chapter. I'll give you a three second countdown, and when I say go, you press play on your little play machine thing, and we will be ready to go. Okie dokie, here we go. The third chapter of Dwayne Schneider's Justice League. Um, we will start it in three, two, one, go. All right, a little bit of uh, echoey music from the last part. Beloved mother, beloved son. All right, it's a little loud, a little loud. Okay, we're going to get some new characters. I guess uh, it must be the Flash because that was a joke. The Flash reminds me of one of my coworkers. He's got a little Rain Man vibe to him too. Well, we're trying, trying for humor. That was sort of the way it was with the Josh Whedon uh, Justice League, too, though. The humor was pretty, pretty tired. Tired. Okay, so something's going to happen here. This has got to be the the superhero introduction scene. Yep, okay, truck's going to hit the girl. Someone's saving the girl. All right, this is a nice, decent, simple little comic book scene. 
using some fun angles, Dwayne Schneider. That's not not bad. Some below the seat in the truck. I like I like that shot. Jesus, just some color, guys. Yeah, don't make eye contact with someone driving their car. <laughs> Zack Snyder's just like... Why didn't he make a Flash movie? Wouldn't that be the use of... of slow-mo? <laughs> the ultimate... Zack Snyder, I get to use slow-mo all the time. That's a, that was a neat effect with the the um the glass actually starting out like liquid, which is what glass is actually a liquid. But gee, come on. Come on. Yeah. I Okay, here's Zack Snyder, Dwayne Schneider in a nutshell for me. I was enjoying this little sequence, but now it's, this music is killing, killing it, killing it. Okay, and now instead of being a lifesaver, he's just being a creep. And then a hot dog floating by. What the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah, push, what, what, what now he's grabbing the hot dog. I thought this, uh, and, and I didn't mention it. He's saving the hot dog. Oh, what the? Oh, no. Come on. Come on, creep. This music is just, just kills, just sucks the life out of it. And I know what what's going on here. But, like, Jesus Christ, don't put so much import in every fucking second of, a, of everything that happens. It's it's almost and um, I'm I'm titling this section fans, and and talking about my my fandom, and the fandom associated with this. And it's like I consider myself a quote unquote fan of Zack Snyder. I'm a fan of Dawn of the Dead, but I'm a quote unquote fan of the rest of the movies because I just I'm gonna keep watching his movies as long as he makes movies. I'm going to watch them. And since I can admit that I get enjoyment out of the process of what, <laughs> whatever it is, maybe not of watching it. A lot of times watching his movies are are very, uh, very uh, tiring. <laughs> and uh, this format of watching it one little chunk at a time is seeming to work fairly well with, with me. It isn't exhausting me like it usually does. Now you see, and they end that on a light note. All right, but like, okay, so we had that moment of big import where he, where he found the cute girl and creeped on her while she was, well, well not, sort of just while he was moving faster than her, sort of like the Star Trek episode. And uh, and then all of a sudden it ends in, a, it, it, it just takes that tone out. It just wanted that tone for that time. It doesn't matter that it doesn't fit into the whole of the movie. Uh oh, he's mad at Loki. You have been near a mother box. The scent is on you. I've been near your mother box. <laughs> Snap. 
Okay. Jesus Christ. It's big on throwing people against the wall. But I guess that's a big thing in comics is throwing people against walls. I want to deliver some less moments of my life exposition. gonna guess we are in Lois Lane's house sad Lois Lane Lois are you even a character now that I feel that I know after what is it this is a third movie no <laughs> is she gonna sniff it and I just want to say I, I didn't mention it Maybe I said this before, but I did note the, the weird sweater sniffing scene. Please tell me she's not going to sniff Superman's cape. Don't sniff his cape, Lois. Thank you. Have some dignity. Thank you. Now, wait. Hasn't Bruce Wayne already seen this? Oh, never mind. Never mind. He's showing it to her. Never mind. I'm a dum dum. Dummy dum dum. Got my Dr. Pepper to make sure I don't uh, phase out. Got some. Uh, oh, is there going to be like romance between Bruce Wayne and, and Diana? That doesn't make sense. Wait, did... <sighs> Haven't we seen this before? Honestly, we saw that before, right? We saw that last movie? That, that almost basically that same scene? This looks like it would be a like daredevil like opening to a daredevil scene okay a grounded another the second grounded character non-godlike character the characters who are the most interesting uh, to me in this story and i think the least interesting to Zack snyder except for superman who he's not interested in except for not liking it Every, just the 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 super serious mood i i don't understand how everything has to be this i mean this this scene literally looks like it was shot in a in a slow motion snow globe with the Child 
You see, that scene could be so much better if it if it was played out. I know that this is almost like this literalist translation from comics, but comics aren't movies. And and here here we're going to go into my fan rant uh, about this, which nothing against fan service and. And I and I'm calling it. I'm calling this a fan film. This is a this is a DC fan film. This is not for general audiences. It's not been set up um, appropriately for a general audience. It's not made for a general audience. It can be consumed by a general audience because things are happening all the time, so, which seems to work out for them. And there's going to be a couple big battles where it doesn't really matter who anybody is. And at the same time, there isn't anybody really to get emotionally invested in, in this anyway. So like just enough spectacle and the names of Batman and Superman can get enough of the crowd in here, but this is not a movie made for the crowd. And probably is why we're seeing it. We'll get into this in a later section about why we're probably wouldn't have seen this in the theaters, at least not as it is now. But so much of this relies upon just being familiar with a whole series of comics that, you know, written by different authors. So there's chunks of it from here. Like I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, these are the Jeff Johns comics. And okay, so um, for fans of the Jeff Johns comics, this is actually taking the comics and putting them up on screen. For everybody else, it's it's hard to understand what's going on because the normal citizen hasn't read Jeff John's count the Jeff John's comic in this, this I haven't but I I know enough about sort of the tone of them and I know enough, I pick up enough through osmosis from my friends to be like when there was something that's a reference to something else. But if I didn't, if I was just watching these cold with n none of that background, I wouldn't know what the hell was going on with a lot of stuff. And I'm, I'm not meant to. And a lot of that stuff really directly doesn't have a direct effect impact on the story as it is. I mean, cause let's face it, the story to this is, Basically, well, now we're doing an origin story in the in the final <laughs> in the final installment of this arc of superhero movies. Now we're getting this guy's basic origin, and we've already sort of had this scene in was it the last part or the first part? I think in the first part, but. You know, usually that stuff would be presented, you know, the stuff that you're not going to get unless you're versed in the comics and the lore of it would be in the Easter egg territory. And 
if you didn't know what that Easter egg was, it just whips by you. You're not going to notice it at all. You might be like, oh, did they just wink at something? I don't know what that's at. But in here, there's just going to be, there's there's going to be a part later on. I don't know when it happens in here because I haven't seen it yet. But at work, several of my coworkers, and since I'm the guy who does po nerd podcasts, they were like, you're a nerd. Can you tell us, you know, why this happened and, you know, what what this has to do with anything? And I said, don't worry about it. I, I think I know what you're, you know, the character you're talking about, but um, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the story. It has something to do with something you and I haven't read that people just thought was cool that references something else and don't worry about it. <laughs> and there's a lot of that in this. Let's have some fun. Come on. I know you can do it. You're starting to have fun with that truck driver. <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. So let's... He better save the world. with Those better be Chekhov's cyborg hands in this movie. Or Zack Snyder doesn't know what literally means. Is this is is this a dream? Is that a vision? Is that a cyber vision that he had? What is what what the hell is going on? Hey, geez, come on! People don't like it when you compare the Marvel and DC movies, but it's like, that was almost like a troll for doing it. See, what I don't understand about Zack Snyder's fans, and, and Zack Snyder fans, if you're listening, if you made it this far, look, you're fine. I don't... I. I, I'm happy you like Zack Snyder movies. Uh, I, I don't need, you know, like you not to like Zack Snyder movies because I, I don't <laughs> or whatever it is. That you, I don't need you to feel the way that and I don't feel look at anybody lesser for enjoying something because God knows I can't throw any stones in that area. All right, I've got lots of question like stuff that's of questionable taste or something but I just don't get the like how it goes beyond this into like into a war like I saw a post where people were like all right guys we've got Zack Snyder's Justice League moved from the fourth worst movie in the in the you know DC universe to the third worst you know it's moving moving up or whatever and which is 
a kind of weird to me because why not just rank it from the best and make it if you if you're rooting for it to go up why not go like we just moved it from the sixth best to the fifth best you know that just sounds more positive but the fact of the matter is that people are trying to just have the perception of it in some website change to make it more positive as if that's important as if it, as if anybody should give a shit whether whether you know somebody else likes the same stuff as you do or I just don't get it. I, don't, I just don't get it. Or doesn't like something that you like. I, I mean, maybe it's because I've grown up liking things that people hate and I just have am a nerd to it But and don't take it personally. As a matter of fact, I kind of expect it and and it just I just don't take it seriously anymore. But I don't understand the, 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 the you know, I, I mean, I totally, 100% from either side understand the... Um, the urge to compare the Marvel and DC movies because they are two, they are the two similar things happening in the world at the same time. And Marvel and DC have always been uh, like, you know, competing forces. So that makes sense to me. But the, 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 um, like the perception that some, one of the, one of these franchises is going to win. is <laughs> just stupid. They're, you know, and, in the end game, they're both winning spectacularly because they're both, you know, piling money into a bank. So, you know, it's it's all just this weird thing, and I don't know if it feeds in. I don't know if it feeds into the success of both of those movies or or hurts it. I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, or if, if people would just go to see the movies at the the same way they they do whether there was any controversy or not but i just i don't understand getting invested in how other people feel about about something i like kind of like sometimes like not having a lot of people invested in it because it often stays a lot better when less people are paying attention to it because it can focus more on being itself and this movie is not being it's this movie is being a movie for it's for the fans um you know in the in, in in the last episode i was musing a little bit about what is this art or not and it's art but it's not the most it's not like an art it's been presented as Zack snyder's artistic vision he's finally getting his vision back he's finally getting his vision back he's been blind all this time but you know he's finally getting his vision realized on the screen and uh you know after sort of a, almost like a brazil type situation where he didn't get what he wanted but like really the reason he didn't finish that movie was like just total tragedy family tragedy um you know the politics of whatever or bringing josh whedon in of course it didn't turn out well um really you know i just don't see why there would be any problem with you know Zack Snyder taking a crack at doing his version of it but then it tied into all that was the weird did it exist or not does it exist why can't anything just happen normally in here why did why did the guard have to come and just yank him you know it's just it's just so overly dramatic at the same time it's not invested with any dramatic energy it's just 
it's just this the 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 scene hundred percent a stereotype that's a died in the wool copyright Zack Snyder foreground middle ground background background completely out of focus from below but but just the the, the, the fact that it's like okay Zack Snyder's getting the chance to okay I know what I was bitching about the, uh, you know the, the the existence of this cut of the movie of course it didn't exist any it, it's just it could exist you have to throw money at it and time and do some reshoot shoots which is what they did to do it but it this wasn't sitting around and just released this is basically as if you took a time machine as much as you could have well, well, I'm going to amend what I was going to say. This was like if you took a time machine and let Zack Snyder finish the movie and then the movie and then the the um, I'm going to amend it again because I was going to say and then Warner Brothers, you know, wanted him to cut it down to time. But I would say if Zack Snyder was releasing this to the movies, I don't want to speak for him. But if he was a normal film, uh he would probably probably would not have been four hours long in the movie theater. Just the you know they, if I, by some you know fluke they allowed him to you know Warner Brothers was like okay let's uh, let's put out a four movie a four hour movie of a that we want to get that we need to get a billion dollars from. Let's you know if that happened I don't think Zack Snyder would have put out a four hour cut. It would have been more like a three hour cut. Or two, or two two-hour movies, or something like that. But in the way that it's cut now, it's there's an element of this is Zack Snyder getting to indulge his artistic vision or or complete his artistic vision. But at the same time, with what what with its just bloated time here, um, it's it's sort of like a a a bit of you know a, a fan service cut here is everything this is just something i put everything in it regardless of flow regardless of whether we need it or not you know maybe it'll shade something in maybe it won't shade something in but this is all the fat this is everything so now there's nothing left <laughs> to release you've seen it all and you could you could fan edit this into a into a you know two hour movie a three hour movie or whatever if you want but um here here's all the stuff which you know t takes a lot of things out of like an artistic vision uh, like a, a a flow thematic flow a visual flow story fl it takes all that out of it by inserting unnecessary stuff oh there was a little uh, product plug wow that was uh, some sketchy cd C cd sketchy cg of the batmobile there very strange i think he wanted to make it look like it 
it ducktailed a little bit, but it did it didn't work. All right, Jeremy Irons. Not nothing lines. Jeremy Irons is is putting something into the these this stupid chit chat. Yeah. I'm I'm having I'm sorry I'm not talking and blabbing over your movie like I'm supposed to be, but I'm having my my tiny brain blown here by just this simple like stupid exposition from Alfred yet it he's the first character who's felt like a warm alive human being and not just sort of a uh, a voiceover on a comic book panel. Something about um, Gal Gadot there in that one shot looked very uh, Linda Carter. <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> What's with the, the capital <laughs> uncapitalized text? No. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be a scrambly message, but that's not how messages go scrambly. <laughs> Come on. That's like internet talk for I am mentally um, incompetent. <laughs> Visual language, Zach. Dwayne, sorry. Visual, visual language, Dwayne. Keep up on it because <laughs> people are going to read that completely differently than... Uh... <laughs> that was kind of a neat shot. More than you can possibly imagine. The world does. Ooh, fuck the world. Woo. You know, I'm writing this off to the direction and not the acting. That that, and really, this is a fan film. This is a fetish, a fetish movie. It, when when I see this, I see. You know, like if my friends and I, as kids, were reading comic books and trying to do it seriously. You know, this is how it would. 
This is how this dialogue would be delivered. And it's clunky, I guess. It is. It is something he's working with. And like if it was a regular filmmaker, I'd say he was doing it on purpose. I and and this is this maybe another this may be another component of my fascination is I don't know. I don't know if he's completely incompetent or if he just has the most wackadoodle aesthetic on all levels. What makes me think the former is his non understanding of human characterization and human emotions. And even when you have a script where it's very simple as to what's going on, you know, motivationally and emotionally between the, the, um, people interacting with each other yet you're not getting it from <laughs> the, the, the scene, you know, and, uh, or things like say, um, with Watchmen where, you know, he obviously thought that Rorschach was a really cool character and it's like, no, this is Rorschach not being a cool character was something that the comic book kind of beat home. It was one of the main points of the comic book. And, uh, yeah. And even though it was almost a direct lift off the comic book, those words and pictures, it said to me that he could copy the words and pictures and make them move. But at the same time, I don't know if he really understood them. This is, this is, this is maybe slightly different because it's, it's, comic books that he's a fan of so all day all day What is that on the wall over? What the hell is that? Was that a light fixture? It looked really cool. For a beat up old neighborhood, this is a nice apartment. What is that that was over the, on the wall next to his door? It wasn't Victor, it was the paradiddles, dude. Watch out. Yeah, paradiddle in the house. <laughs> just cops just beating people in. <laughs> just putting them up, up against the wall and punching them. <laughs> While the commissioner walks by. <laughs> Another actor, an actor, actor, actor. Hi, actor. Welcome. Oh, can we have a scene with you and Come on, 
I'm sorry, guys. I'll do anything just to hear this guy's voice, man. This guy is like, like, he's a good Commissioner Gordon. I think uh, Gary Oldman was was probably the best Commissioner Gordon ever, despite what I think of those movies. Um, but he was definitely the definitive J. Jonah Jameson, and uh, he's just a he's just a great actor and. Once again, there's life in his character. There's life in his character. And that's the thing is, like, Ben Affleck is dialing this in because Ben Affleck could be putting life into his character too, even if his character is being self-serious or is or is just self-serious. But I get a feeling that Zack Snyder was asking everybody to put their 9-11 faces on all the time. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up, Flash. <laughs> that was that scene had a little bit of acting energy in it. Okay, maybe this movie's uh uh starting to to heat up a little bit here at the almost halfway point. No, not even almost halfway point. <laughs> oh Jesus. We're not even halfway through this movie. We're not even we're 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 a good ways from the halfway point of this movie. Yes. And and can I can I just be a spoiler and tell the story that this is the story of a bunch of established characters and two unestablished characters who have to save the world from somebody who wants to take over the world and that they have to team up. That's the whole story. There's going to be individual dramas as into how they team up. It's the, the but it's a simple story. It is really it is totally a simple story and. In order to do it, they're going to have to bring, you know, the dead, the dead Superman back to life. Boom, boom, boom. We're almost halfway through the movie. We haven't even talked about how they're going to bring Superman back to life. Superman, we've had a shot of Lois being sad and almost sniffing his cape. But, yeah, it just, it just, if, this, this should be the point where they've discussed how to, figured out and started bringing Superman to life. You know, at the, at, at the halfway point of the movie. And if it was a normal movie, that would be like, you know, now or a half hour ago, 20 minutes ago, something like that. But I'm not going to tell Zack Snyder what to do with his movie, but whew, ponderous ponderous and there's not a lot to illustrate here there's little curly cues of things that you can explain or show Ooh. steppenwolf can take three shots right to the face ah that didn't sound right and this is another thing, and this is something I was disappointed in in the uh, in the Aquaman movie is they've got some neat neat um, stuff going on in the underwater sequences in both of these movies, but I don't feel that they take full visual advantage of of it in either movie.
Is she pulling out his moisture? I wonder what the purpose of having that bubble was besides for us to be able to hear their dialogue when they could have done it. It's not like you can't talk in the water. They could just muffle it, you know, do a little muffle to it. All right, Steppenwolf. Aquaman's going to take you on a magic carpet ride. God damn, the Steppenwolf man. See, all this stuff is, like, I understand the, like, you know, how cool it is for a character like, say, Steppenwolf. And I gotta say, in this one, maybe because we're just seeing more of him, he feels more like a character than in the, the Frankenstein, Josh Whedon version. But, like, and, and you know, whoop, right into the wall. Um, but, uh, this guy's back against the wall. But, um, Zack Snyder just does not make it very visually interesting. If you take freeze frames, it might be visually interesting. You could take, but he does, I, it's almost as if, in, especially in this movie, because it's not always the case in his movies, but in this movie, it's almost as if, and he, and he's, and I guess this is the IMAX aspect ratio. He's picked an odd aspect ratio, which is bothering people. But at the same time, he's not working with it. He's not, he's not like using the shape of, of the aspect ratio like any, any cinematographer would to compose a, a, a scene that draws the eye around it's almost just sort of a literal like you know this is what we're depicting and what we're depicting is fantastic how would you set that up just as if it happened in reality and then and then use a series of say comic book panels where something cool happens to get to points of where there's something visual going on but the visualness of it is the action. It's the, it's the, it's the, like, if this makes any sense, the intellectual idea of the action. He is throwing that flaming, you know, sword at Aquaman from off in the corner of the sunken lighthouse and it, you know, it smashes into the wall. But they don't really take advantage of all the, like, you know, the visual stuff of, like, say, what Sam Raimi would do with it or something like that. And you could go for you could go for a very formal and not um, um, extremely fancy way of showing it or a fancy way of showing it. But you still you draw the eye from one part of the screen to the other. And that's not how this is set up. It's it's very literal, like. If it wasn't for the sheer amount of money and CG and the odd, you know, things in it, this really wouldn't be very visual. It's not really that, let's just say, it isn't that visually arresting. Not after about 10 minutes of watching this because you have the same color palette 
you have no no sense of 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 depth or composition so much like there like we know what's happening here and what's happening is cool because hey come on if you saw that in real life it would be cool and if you saw shot from a helicopter at just the same angle as that that would be really cool but in a movie there's ways of of filming that that would give you the the depth and gravity of what it was doing when it hit the ground and taking the light away from the things under it Very literalist. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, whew. there we go. End of part three. All right. Um, see you next time at part four. That's all you get. That's all you get. I'm done talking. There's no reason to keep talking now because, God damn it, there is still... Oh, we're not halfway through yet. All right. See you at part four. Our national anthem.